0: We all know there are times when you don't have many choices in who you work with, like when a pipe bursts and you need a plumber right now. But when it comes to your mental health, you should have choices so you don't get stuck with a therapist who can't remember what you tell them every week. To find a good therapist for you, try ZocDoc, the place where you can find and book hundreds of types of doctors, including thousands of mental health providers. We're talking about therapists, psychologists, and psychiatrists. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare hundreds of types of patient-reviewed, in-network doctors, including mental health providers, and instantly book appointments with them online. The typical wait time to see a mental health provider booked on ZocDoc is just four days. That's it. You can even score same-day appointments, either online or in person. I use this, and you should too. Go to ZocDoc.com stronger and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top rated therapist, psychiatrist, or psychologist today. That's zocdoc.com slash stronger, zocdoc.com slash stronger. On today's Mentally Stronger Friday Fix When somebody is concerned about something, the last thing you want to say is, Oh, don't worry about it. I'm sure everything will turn out fine. Those reassuring words are probably gonna help you feel better, but they're likely to make the other person who feels anxious feel worse. And while it's not your responsibility to take away someone's anxiety or manage their emotions, as a listener, you play potentially a huge role. You can either add fuel to the fire or empower someone to start feeling better, but it's all about the way you respond Welcome to Mentally Stronger. I'm Amy Morin, a psychotherapist, mental strength trainer, and an international best-selling author of 6 books on mental strength. You're listening to the Friday Fix edition. Every Friday, I share a quick mental strength strategy that can fix the thoughts, feelings, and actions that can hold you back in life. And the fun part is, we record the show from a sailboat in the Florida Keys. A few weeks ago, I did an episode on how to deal with catastrophic thoughts. I shared how you can practice playing the script through until the end so that you can learn to cope when your brain starts imagining all the worst case scenarios. After that episode aired, a whole bunch of you actually reached out to ask for help dealing with a loved one who expresses their catastrophic thoughts to you. Like, what do you say when your wife is convinced that inflation is going to cause you to become homeless soon? Or when your brother calls to talk about politics and he tells you that we're probably all going to die in the next world war really soon? Or your mom wants to continuously talk about how disastrous it is that your brother's going through a divorce? The list could go on and on, but you get the picture. And you might have someone in your life who struggles with negative thoughts, anxiety, and worst-case scenario predictions quite often. So I thought it was an important topic to cover. What do you say to somebody who's anxious and clearly thinking that the worst-case scenario is going to happen? And perhaps more importantly, what shouldn't you say? Today, I'm going to give you several ideas that you can pick from, depending on your relationship with the person and what's going on. I'll also tell you what to avoid saying because some things make it worse. And I'll give you an exact script you can use when you just aren't sure what to say at all. To be clear, you can't fix somebody else's anxious thoughts. You, as the person they're confiding in, could add fuel to the fire, or you can help them figure out strategies that work for them. Now, I know it's tough to sit with somebody who's feeling anxious, the more they talk about all those anxiety-provoking things, it might cause you to feel anxious, too. We know that emotions are contagious. And it's not just anxiety, all emotions. You can also use that to your advantage. If you stay calm, your calm emotional state could be contagious, too. It's tough to stay calm when the person next to you is freaking out. You might feel hopeless and helpless because you can't fix it. You might be frustrated because you don't share the same concern. Or you might think the other person's wasting a lot of energy worrying about something that isn't going to happen. Or maybe you just don't understand why they would waste time worrying about something because you're good at only focusing on things that you can control. You might find it's helpful to have a few tools that you can reach for when a loved one expresses catastrophic thoughts. Whether your spouse is convinced that you're never going to get out of debt or your friend is worried sick about a custody situation. What you say matters. But first, let's talk about what not to do. Number one, don't minimize their concerns. Saying things like, oh, don't worry about that or you shouldn't think so negatively won't help. In fact, you'll just be sending a message that their feelings are wrong. Because after all, they're worried about something and telling them to feel differently isn't going to change that. Two, don't tell them that everything is great. When you say something like, oh, that won't happen or everything is just going to turn out fine, they aren't going to feel better either. Their brain is telling them that things are about to go really wrong. And your opinion probably won't do much to change those thoughts. They know that you don't have a crystal ball. So if you insist everything's going to turn out great, they're going to feel like you're probably ill-prepared or that you're not helping them in the situation. I know there are a lot of little sayings that probably all of us have used at one time or another, like, just remember, everything happens for a reason. But that's actually not a helpful thing to say. At least it's not helpful to the other person. Research shows that when you say something like that, it makes you feel better, but it makes the other person feel worse. So keep that in mind. Your job isn't convince them that everything's going to work out and turn out wonderful in the end, because that's not helpful. And number three, don't let somebody keep talking in circles. So it's helpful to listen to somebody if they're processing their emotion but it's not helpful to sit there and let them keep repeating themselves. If they just keep saying, but what if this happens? Or I just don't know what I'm gonna do if that happens over and over again, they're not moving forward to solve the problem. They're just spinning around in the same spot and it's not healthy. In a minute, we'll get to talking about what do you do when somebody does that? Now, I'm gonna give you a list of strategies that can work. To be clear, these aren't steps to be followed. Instead, they're different options, like a menu. And you can pick from them, depending on your relationship with the person and the specific situation. You know the person best. So it's up to you to decide which strategy you think will work best in that moment. But before I dive in and tell you about these five strategies that do work, let's get a quick word from our sponsors. Do you want to get high-quality meat delivered straight to your house? Or in my case, a sailboat? Try ButcherBox. It saves me time and money. And if you order right now, Mentally Stronger listeners can get steak, chicken, or salmon free in every single order for an entire year. I love that ButcherBox offers grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, and wild-caught seafood. There are no antibiotics or added hormones. They even offer vegetarian options. ButcherBox lets you decide how often you want deliveries and you can pick a curated plan or you could completely customize your box. Sign up at butcherbox.com stronger and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer, plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com stronger. And use code STRONGER to choose your free-for-a-year offer. Plus, get $20 off your first order. Okay, so here are five ideas that you can try to use to help somebody who's dealing with catastrophic thoughts. Number one, use reflective listening so the other person feels heard. Don't just jump in and offer a solution or tell them that they shouldn't feel that way. Just listen and then reflect back what they said. So if the other person says, I'm terrified about rising prices of everything right now, pretty soon I think I won't be able to afford to eat and I'll never be able to afford to retire. Reflect back by saying, so what I hear is you're really nervous right now about inflation and you worry about being able to afford food and you don't think you can retire soon. Reflecting like that feels kind of silly at first because you don't feel like you're adding to the conversation. But when people feel heard, they feel less afraid. It's in stark contrast to what we usually do. When somebody else says they're afraid of something, we try to jump in and say, don't worry about that, it's not a big deal. Then the other person insists, no, this is a big deal. And then they list all the reasons why you should take their fear seriously. And the more they talk about all the reasons why something is a big deal, the more afraid they feel. It actually cements in their brain why they should feel more afraid, so it backfires. So try that. Just repeat back, not exactly word for word, but a quick summary of what you heard. And if you find that they want to repeat it or rehash it again, which is common when people have catastrophic thoughts, just pause and say, was there something that you said that I didn't catch? And see if there's something new that they want to add. Number two is ask, how can I be helpful? Just point out what you observe. Say something like, you've told me a lot about your concern that your company is going to go under. How can I be helpful? The other person might look for reassurance. Maybe they want you to point out that this isn't going to happen. Maybe they just want you to listen. Or maybe they want help figuring out a next step. Should they start applying for another job? Is there something else they should be doing? But you won't know what they want unless you ask. And sometimes we just make an assumption and we jump in and we try to solve a problem or give somebody advice, when that's not what they're looking for. They might just be trying to work through something on their own and talking about it out loud helps. You won't know until you ask. Number three, reinforce that you feel confident that they have the tools that they need to deal with whatever fear they have. You wanna help the other person see that they probably have some tools and inner strength that they need to get through whatever tough situation they face. You don't wanna just dismiss it by saying, "'Oh, I know you'll be fine,' but you can say something like, "'This sounds like a really tough situation,' I know you've been through tough things before and I'm confident you'll come up with a strategy that can help you get through this too. That doesn't mean that you're abandoning them though. You can offer help if there's a practical need. If they need somebody to help them move from point A to point B, maybe you offer to do that. But you don't have to rescue them or spend tons of effort trying to convince them that everything's gonna be okay. I see a lot of parents though struggle with this one in my therapy office. Their 12-year-old might say, oh, I'm going to fail that test on Friday. And as a parent, it's tough to see your child in distress, so it's normal to want to jump in and say, oh, I'm sure you'll do great. But that kind of sounds dismissive. You really want to make sure that you listen and validate how the other person feels. You can let them know that you believe in them without minimizing their fear. So a better response might be saying something like, it sounds like it's gonna be a really hard test. I trust that you're gonna prepare the best that you can. You might offer to help as well. But even if you don't think something is a big deal, you can still validate how the other person feels because maybe they think it's a big deal. Number four, talk about the action the other person is going to take. Now there's always action that somebody can take people feel better when they're taking some kind of action. They also feel better when they recognize that there's at least one thing in their control. So when somebody's catastrophizing, you can ask, what do you want to do about this? You might also ask, is this a problem you can solve? And if it's something they can't solve, like they can't solve their grandfather's medical issue, but they can solve how they feel about it. Let's say that the person you're talking to is convinced that they're about to get terrible news. Maybe their doctor's calling them with some reports. They can't change that right now while they wait for results. But they could control how they take care of themselves or how they're coping with the anxiety while they wait. If it's a problem they can't solve, ask what steps they're going to take to solve the distress that they feel right now. They could schedule something fun that distracts them from their feelings for a few minutes. They could go for a walk or meditate or pray, watch a movie, a whole long list of things they could try. And while none of those things will fix the problem, it empowers them to know that they can control something. And number five, set a time limit. If you have a friend or a family member who catastrophizes all the time, And they call you regularly just to keep rehashing the same things. At some point, you can say, I don't think this is healthy to stay focused on this over and over. Now, this is going to depend a lot on your relationship with the person. You might need to have a conversation that says, I feel like I'm kind of adding fuel to the fire. I suspect that the more you talk about this and the more you dwell on it, the worse you might feel. I'm happy to help you find solutions if that's what you decide you want to do. If you've expressed this concern to somebody and it's somebody that you're going to keep a relationship with, like a sibling or a you might just change the subject when they start talking in circles about the same thing over and over again. You could even give an empathetic, oh, I'm so sorry to hear this thing is still so stressful for you. Let's talk about something positive for a minute and see if that helps you feel better. Did I tell you what happened on Saturday yet? For some people, this strategy works. Once they talk about something more pleasant, it changes the channel in their brain and helps them feel a little bit better. When their mood improves, they stop perseverating on the worst case scenario. So those are five ideas on how you can respond to somebody who's telling you about their anxious thoughts. Reflect back what they said. Ask how you can be helpful. Show them that you have confidence in their ability to cope. Talk about the action that they could take. And set a time limit if they're repeating their worries over and over again. And of course, you can always let somebody know that you think that their worries might require help from somebody who has more experience. Direct them to see a therapist or talk about a support group in the community if it's appropriate to do so. You can even give them a list of potential therapists or services that you've looked up so that they have a resource handy. Of course, it's tough to talk to somebody who's struggling with catastrophic thoughts. So remember to be kind to yourself. When you take care of yourself, you'll have more energy to help somebody else who's struggling. Thank you for listening to Mentally Stronger, Make sure to subscribe to our show so you can get mental strength tips delivered to you every single week. And if you want even more content, subscribe to Mentally Stronger Premium. You'll get exclusive bonus episodes and access to the private Mentally Stronger community. I've been answering your questions about everything from affairs and depression and pornography addiction to holiday family issues. And I'd love to answer your questions too. To subscribe click on the link in the show notes. I have some extra fun bonuses in store for my earliest subscribers. And as always, a big thank you to my show's producer who refuses to entertain any catastrophic thoughts about the Buccaneers' chances to win the Super Bowl, Nick Valentine.